Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 655. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know, however, whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got music, I've got letters, and I've got a powerhouse of a message directly from God's Word, from the throne, from God's Word. What could be better than that to learn uh, or to hear from God? Right now, though, let's pray. Father, uh, your Word tells us what we shall not do. Thou shalt not murder Thou shalt not steal. Um, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt uh, not bear false witness. You people in uh, the world, uh, think about that. You people bring in false witness about those people in Texas. Well, you say they are uh, having sex with underaged uh, girls. First of all, if they reach puberty, they're not girls anymore, according to God. And uh, they're not children anymore. And also, there's nothing. The Bible has no sin, no law against polygamy. You say, well, then you're uh, telling us false things. I'm too old to mess around with women or at your time bringing all these false accusations. Um, Thou shalt not bear false witness. You are bringing accusations against somebody and they're false. So thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. In other words, don't be jealous. Don't want something that doesn't belong to you. Uh, Father, that's what they're doing. And they're breaking many other laws too. They are not, they are not abstaining from forna, uh, fornication. They're not abstaining from homosexuality and lesbianism. And they're flaunting their sex organs in front of everybody as though they're the only one that has a sex organ. Uh, this is evil and, uh, Lord, I pray um uh, that you break the evil demons that are attacking these people. Because this is love to pray for one another and to pray for the unsaved. The devil has them in bondage. These demon spirits, seducing spirits are telling them these things. And they're believing it and they're beginning to have a fascination for uh, homosexuality and lesbianism when they should be fighting this demon by saying the blood of Jesus is against you. Lord, uh, I pray that uh, you will um, give people from your word, which is spirit and life, the strength to be able to shake off these evil spirits and that their souls might be saved. And I know that the demons are very much attacking different churches, and a lot of churches are folding, and there's a lot of people out in the world that are burning churches, and they need to be stopped, Lord. Show them what they're doing. They're going to have to pay for it eventually, and they're not going to like what they're going to get. Lord, uh, if we keep doing that which is good, 
we will overcome evil because you will then be on our side and fight all the evil for us. So we overcome evil by doing that which is good in your eyes. Lord, do that and the devil surely will be bound and uh, the devil will surely take their hands off sick people and they shall recover. They shall be... Um, they shall be able to receive their healing then. I ask it, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, and every one says amen. Amen. Uh, I always uh, really was a very good friend of Elvis Presley, and especially uh, very close also to both of them, and J.D. Sumner. And um, the stamps, oh, they've been to our house uh, in Nashville. They've been to our house on Georgia Ridge. Uh, near Dyer, Arkansas, and we really uh, had a lot of fun together. And we used to love to have them come and sing at our church. And they did, and I got to sing with them there. And uh, here is uh, Elvis Presley now with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps to sing Why Me, Lord. I'd like to ask J.D. Sumner and the Stamps to sing one of my favorite songs. Why me, Lord? Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known? Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do?
Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. JD sounds fantastic. Uh, thank you. All right. Yes. Thank you very much. That's a very good performance with uh, Elvis Presley, JD Sumner, and the Stamps Quartet. Very good. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now uh, we have some letters. Where's the first one from, Sharon? From Nigeria, Africa. Okay. Let's hear what they have to say. My dear Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings from Nigeria to you and your Christian colleagues there. I'm very happy to associate with your Christian church, the New Jerusalem Churches Worldwide. Having read your Christian newsletters and literature about Christ Jesus, I'm very inspired about how God wants to live in mankind. I sincerely praise your effort of holding on to the way of God, despite all obstacles and difficulties. You have proved to be apostles and disciples of God, and you are living testimonies of the reign and kingdom of heaven on earth. Dear brother, Pastor Tony Alamo, I've decided I must learn the word of God more, submit and do what the word says. We must let God's authority reign among us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. God will reward us abundantly. Yeah, and I am God's authority here. And the Bible says that we, uh, those of us, the ministers of God, are the authority on earth, not the secular authority now, much stronger authority than that. We are the spiritual authority, the authority that lasts forever. Um, so people should stop trying to get rid of the, quote, it God we trust, unquote. People in the laws of our land that our Christians stand upon, they're not really the laws of the land, uh, you know, where it says that we have to Get rid of God. God's going to get rid of you. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Okay, then what? Please, Pastor, send whatever's available and necessary to support me, my friends, and my church in Nigeria, which is called Chapel of Praise International Churches, incorporated in Kaduna State, Nigeria, where I worship God. Hoping to hear from you, my friend. Pastor Tony, I await in faith for your kindest reply. God bless us all. From Nigeria, I am O. Ahigbon from Kaduna State, Nigeria. Okay, praise the Lord. Is that it? Yes. All right. Well, I know you have a pile of other letters over there, but uh, we'll just get on with the message now. All right, now this is from the Lord. Uh, we're still, let's see, we're now in chapter chapter 13. So uh, we were talking about how that verse 5 says, Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath. In, in other words, if the powers of God here are uh, executing wrath upon you, and it's not the kind of wrath that God has uh, that's going to perform on people. When he uh, pours out his wrath on people, that means that you don't stand a chance. But if the Lord um, raises up righteous indignation in his people that are pastors, shepherds, preachers, teachers, evangelists, and so on, well, then you have to be subject to that and receive why they're angry. Uh, and the reason that I get angry is because I know what God does to people that don't keep his commandments. Like the children of Israel, 
uh, Israel being Jacob, who was the polygamist of four wives he had, and his uh, children's names are on the gates of heaven from that polygamous marriage. Ooh, I know that just really disgusts you, because you're holier than God, right? You're holier than God. You don't like the rules that he makes because you're a pervert. And uh, the word of God does nothing but pervert you instead of build your soul up. You know, whatever God says is right. So uh, what I'm saying is that uh, God exalts his people. It doesn't matter what you think about them. So you ne must need be subject uh, not only for wrath, because if we have wrath, if we're um, telling you things that are beneficial for your soul and we rebuke you, and then it's like, for instance, there was one man in the church and he was married to, their names were D and Harvey. Well, the church had a property in uh, Tempe, Arizona, which is about, it was about two, one block from uh, Scottsdale, which is the best property in Phoenix, Arizona. And it was a little motel. And uh, so I put uh, D and Harvey in charge of that motel. And so... Uh, we were not getting any finances from the motel, and so I went down there, and uh, we were just going through, and I says, incidentally, uh, uh, have you got money here? And he says, yes, but we're going to pay bills with it. I says, no, the bills are paid from the office in Arkansas. He says, oh, no, we're going to make sure the bills get paid. I says, oh, no, you're going to uh, give the money. You're going to send it to Arkansas or give it to me, and I'm going to take it there, or you're not going to be here any longer. And so they says, well, we really don't have that much. And then I says, okay, it's early in the morning now, and everybody with me, we had a whole crowd of people with us, drivers and riders and people that uh, run errands and things like that. And I says, we're going to. Now, why don't you uh, have Dee make breakfast for us that some of the sisters here will help her? And uh, that way we'll save money from going to a restaurant. And so I said, okay. I said, but we don't have any food. And I said, okay, come on, uh, Harvey. I'll go to the uh, market with you. So there's some all-night markets there, and we drove. And I noticed he didn't look to the left or right when he shot out into the street. I thought, well, you know, I've got bad eyes, so I'll just pay more attention the next time we go up. Uh, so we went uh, to the market, and we went in there, and there wasn't, they didn't have fresh-looking things or anything, so I said, isn't there a uh, supermarket around here that has, uh, that's better than this? And he says, well, yeah, well, when we were in there, I thought he was flirting with this woman that was the cash register there. And I thought, boy, if D ever saw this, she would really be infuriated because she was with the brothers and sisters over at the uh, motel. It was called the Tempe Tower Motel. Okay, so um, 
uh, we went to this other market, and I noticed that he didn't look left to the right either when we shot out into the streets. And I says, I got to just make double sure. I mean, nobody could be that stupid. So I went to the other place, and when we came out of there, I really was looking at him, and he did the same thing. And the Lord came down to me in the spirit with a lot of force. And he said, rebuke him. And so I says, Harvey, the Lord is telling me to tell you that you're going out into the streets without looking to the left or right. Now, remember, I'm the authority. And I don't really like reproving and rebuking people because I'm a very peaceable person. Before I was a Christian, I said, live and let live. They say, this guy's smoking pot. I don't care whether he smokes pot or takes drugs, smokes dope and jumps rope or whatever he does. I don't care. But now the Lord says, you got to pay attention. So when I said that, he said, okay. And the Lord says, you didn't rebuke him hard enough. And the Lord talks, you know, he's the one that made all these words, said all these words in the Bible, and he talked to his people and told them what the words were to be put in the Bible. And he talks to me. And there's other people that he talks to as well. And so he didn't rebuke me. I says, look, the Lord is telling me that you, you're going to get, uh, and the Lord says he'll get killed or are seriously injured. And so... He's okay. And the Lord said, that wasn't even near enough. So I said, look, Harvey, you're off driving. Your wife, D is going to have to do the driving from now on. So uh, you're uh, going to get people killed. He said, okay. So I knew once I leave town that he's not going to do that because he was acting very flippant about it. And so I told D when we got over there uh, to the hotel, uh, the motel, I said, he's off driving, you have to do the driving from now on. And she raised her eyebrows and started thinking in her carnal brain, yeah. And I says, I know that you're not going to do it, but something terrible is going to happen to you, the Lord's telling me, if you don't abide by what I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I laughed, and all of a sudden, I get a call. Just a few days later, in a big Mack truck, was coming down the road. He shot out in front of it, and it knocked his life string loose. And she's paralyzed for life. This happened, God, must be 15, 20 years. They can't move. Uh, he is like uh, when he's eating, snot is coming out of his nose, and he's pinching these nurses. He's in a nurse. I don't even know if they're alive anymore. Because they let me know that they don't want me telling them that that's the reason why they got it. But isn't it strange that that's what the Lord was telling me to tell him? And it really came to pass. All right. And so you must uh, needs be subject not only for wrath to the higher powers, but also for conscience sake. Well, it's obvious they didn't have any conscience. So then they had... The Sanagers and other people that were friends of them, they left the church because uh, the Lord told me to keep witnessing and testifying. I had a church in uh, Florida, and I had all these things to do, and plus the government was coming against me with false accusations. 
and all the same kind of devils that you see, uh, say, printing things about me on the, these uh, email machines. I don't ever read email or anything like that. Once in a while, people tell me about it. But uh, he couldn't remember anybody in the church except when I went to visit him at this hospital that he was in, or hospice, whatever it was. Uh, he knew me. He says, oh, Charlie, didn't talk like himself. He talked to like an imbecile. And while he was eating, snot was coming out of his uh, nose, and he was uh, pinching the nurses and flirting with them. And somehow D found out about that and says, I don't want to even see him again. I don't want to know him again. He's the reason why I'm in the wheelchair. She also is the reason I told her to do the driving from now on. And if they had done what they would have said that said they were going to do, they would be, instead of saying, yeah, 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 they'd still be in the church. And they'd still be able to walk around. And I don't know if they're dead. If they're dead, they would still be alive. So this is why you have needs be to listen to those that have the rule over you. Wherefore, you must needs be subject to those that have the power on earth, not only for wrath, so you can receive these, uh, I gave him some wrath, because the Lord made me do it, but also for your conscience sake. Um, it wasn't either one, none of them had uh, any conscience at all. And now they're, now she really, uh, uh, these relatives of theirs and everything are really upset to me because I won't stop serving the Lord and they want to go there and look at her in a wheelchair and she's full of wrath at me. God only knows for what. Just because I don't visit her, I, what I do now is spend time ministering the gospel to people that listen to me, not to people that don't listen to me. And so we lost a couple of good uh, mechanics. Uh, her son was a good mechanic, and he just can't stand me anymore, and I don't care. Verse 6, For for this cause pay ye tribute, pay um, tithes and offerings to these people that are in charge, so that we can continue telling you what God says. For they are God's ministers, and you better not rob God, attending continually upon this very thing. If you need rebuking, I'll do it. And there isn't anybody that's rebuking people that much. You know, God has a lot of things for people to do on this earth. The work of God has um, commissioned uh, to do on earth uh, has not been done. God has commissioned a lot of work to be done on this earth, and it's not being done. And those that are doing it, like myself, there's a lot of D and Harveys that don't listen. We've got Sanford who didn't listen to me. The Lord told me, uh, tell Sanford not to ride a bicycle anymore. And so I said, yes, Lord. And I called him up and I said, uh, Sanford, the Lord just told me that uh, you're not supposed to ride a bicycle anymore. He says, well, how am I going to get my exercise? I said, I'll buy you a stationary bike, you know, so you can keep the commandment of the Lord. 
And so he paid no attention to it whatsoever. Well, a couple of days later, he was riding across these railroad tracks and somehow the tire got caught in the tracks and his, he went headlong into the road and it sloughed his nose off and busted all the teeth. He had to have teeth, new teeth put in his head and now he's got five steel plates in his head and he wasn't expected to live. Knocked his brains crazy. And then he also, after that, he still is a hard hit. Now it seems like he's softening up some. But God had to really, and people say, well, the wrath of God, the wrath of God, that's for your good to get right with God. Okay? So um, uh, you're supposed to render, therefore, to we ministers dues. Now, there's a lot of ministers on TV that I hear them saying all kinds of stupid, you know, ridiculous things. So there's the work of God that's being commissioned, that God has commissioned for us to do here on earth. And most of the people, uh, this work has not been done. The people of earth have disappointed God. But it's more than the people on earth. Actually, what it is is his supposed to be ministers that are gutless. They won't tell people the truth. Um, the earth lies in corruption now, and it lies in condemnation. It's condemned. The Lord never came into the world to condemn it, but because it was already condemned. He came into the world to save the world. But people uh, don't listen to what he says or to his ministers or his uh, rulers because it's for sure the president of the United States will tell you the wrong thing to do because he's taking orders from the Pope. And he thinks that's really smart. That shows that this guy in the seven dwarfs, whose name is Dopey, that these people are more dopey than Dopey was. Amen? Amen. They're really dopey. So render, therefore, to all their dues. Well, what's due us? Tribute. Tithes and offerings, so we can keep the work going, so we can keep telling you what's right and what's wrong and what you're doing wrong. Tribute to whom uh, tribute is to custom, to whom custom is to. In other words, when we come to town, you provide a place for us, you provide food for us, because we don't want to take time to do that for ourselves. We're busy coming into town telling you what's right and what's wrong. And you're supposed to fear us. Fear to whom fear is due, and honor to whom honor is due. And those of us that rule well in the world, you're supposed to give us double honor. Because I rule not with my own words or my own desires, but I, I work for the Lord. I rule according to the word of God. And verse 8, owe no man anything. In other words, don't go and don't say, I don't like that person, so I'm not going to preach the word of God to him. You're not to owe any man, whether you like him or not. Well, but I don't have the, the, the boldness in what you're saying. You don't have the guts to tell people about the oh Lord, especially people that hate me. Those are the very ones that God wants to get saved. Like, I know there's a lot of people, uh, you know, people don't like me, 
But nevertheless, what am I going to do just because you don't like me? Stop preaching the word of God and rebuking you and reproving you. I don't care what you think. All I care is about the Lord has told me to do these things, and therefore I do it. And you think I've got a bad disposition. No, I don't have a bad disposition. I have a good disposition because I do what the Lord says, and therefore I don't have a guilty conscience. I re, uh, I, I uh, dispense the word of God to you, which is God. And that clears my conscience so that I can go to sleep at night. So I don't owe any man anything. I reveal all the word of God to everybody. Now, I've had preachers tell me, well, don't tell them everything that you know, because then they'll go and open up their own work. Well, if you uh, can do it, if the Lord calls you to do that, I want you to do that. That's why I'm teaching you the word of God. I would love to open up churches in Detroit, and, you know, places that are in a lot of trouble. Uh, they're in financial trouble over there. And there's uh, the most crime in the United States uh, per capita is uh, committed there in Detroit City. And all the different areas that are going to be blasted by God for their being involved in religion. Religion is of the devil, but salvation is of the Lord. And so I don't want to owe you anything because I was a pretty bad person too. And I would have loved it if somebody would have, uh, uh, that was walking in the spirit that would preach to me spiritually. But there isn't anything worse that happened to me in the world is when some preacher that wasn't in the spirit would try to talk to me about the Lord. And I says, get out of here. Don't bother me. I don't want to be part. Okay. And so they'd take off and they, but because they weren't in the spirit, they were telling me, you must do this and you got to do that. and You've got to quit smoking. Get out of here with your stuff. That isn't the gospel. So uh, now I owe no man anything. After a person gets saved, well, Jesus will clean them up from their uh, tobacco habit. Lord told me I better quit. He says, if I smoke one more cigarette, I'm going to die. So I gave it up. I didn't want to die because the Lord didn't want me to die. And if he doesn't want me to die, I don't want to die because I've got too much to tell people. Oh, no man, anything. If that, if you withhold any gospel from them, you owe them and it's going to uh, come back to you at the judgment bar of God. That's a commandment. But to love one another. In other words, preach the gospel to them. Live an upright life before them. Because if you're acting bitter and evil, you're saying, this is the way I'm a Christian, and this is the way Jesus is. And you're bitter and evil to them over nothing. Now, if I'm rebuking somebody, it's for something. If I smite a scorner, it's for something. I just don't do that because I think I'm a ruler and I can do anything I want. I'm only a ruler Providing I keep the word of God. Oh, no man, anything. Don't withhold any of the gospel from them if you're in the spirit. But to love one another, to keep the commandments of the Lord before one another, and to get as much of the word of God that you've learned into other people. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. 
In other words, he that keeps the commandments before everybody, he that doesn't owe anybody any word of God that you've learned, uh, you fulfilled the entire law of God. Verse 9, for this thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, okay, I've got to tell you, you can't commit adultery and stay out of, um, and go, go to heaven. You can't. Now, you can commit adultery, but know one thing, you're going to hell. Everybody thinks it's all right, a whole bunch of people in the world thinks it's all right to commit adultery. But I'm here to tell you that you'll go to hell if you do. And then it says, thou shalt not murder. King James Version says, um, kill. But it's all right to kill, but not to murder. Now, what they're doing with these uh, children, unborn children, is they're murdering them. Murdering is when you plan to murder somebody. Killing, you might kill somebody accidentally. And the Bible keeps telling people to kill beef and, and poultry and things like that to eat. It's not a sin. And to kill animals for uh, fur coats and for clothing. Well, you know, the law, this uh, Antichrist Pope says you got to love animals more than you do the Lord, uh, the Lord or the people of the Lord. They're lying to you. That isn't true. You can wear furs. You've got some people that actually think they're doing God a favor if they kill you because you got a fur coat. They're insane. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not steal. Uh, how would you know these things if uh, a preacher wouldn't come and tell you? Thou shalt not bear false witness, especially about the people of the Lord that are doing a work for him. You're making up stuff, and real vile stuff too. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, and there are, it is briefly com comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, if you uh, see, so if you would like people to say false, evil things about you, well, of course you wouldn't, and so you're not to do it. For this, uh, okay, so we went through that thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not murder, Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, okay? Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandments, which is, is being facetious here, so of course there is, it is briefly com comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And another scripture says to um, prefer others before yourself. Just think, if you'd like to have somebody bring false accusations against you or your husband or your wife or your son or your daughter, you know, that makes people fighting mad, makes them angry. But we people of the Lord have to continue on. So, but if you do these things, know this now, note that you're going to go to hell. So repent. Don't keep bringing false accusations against people. All right? Now, here we're in this hotel, and you can probably hear people down by the swimming pool. They're having fun and everything while I'm up here bringing the message. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. 
Uh, so you don't love you people that are bringing false accusations against uh, Christians, such as the people in Texas and myself and other people all over the world. Uh, so love is the keeping of God's commandments. So if you keep God's commandments, that, that doesn't work any ill uh, to your neighbor. Uh, as a matter of fact, you're loving your neighbor as you'd like to be treated. Uh, treat people like you'd like to be treated, and then you'll be good. Uh, think of people as not you being better than they are, but say to yourself, they're better than I am because they're Jesus, and if I do evil to Jesus, then I'm going to go to hell, and that's, uh, I have to love myself, so I don't want to work any evil uh, to my neighbor. Therefore, Love is the fulfilling of the law. So love is the fulfilling of the law. The Lord didn't come to destroy the law. He said he came to fulfill it. So love, the keeping of God's commandments, is the fulfilling of the law. Verse 11. And that, knowing the time. The time, now, and that, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, like the the sleeping dog that I saw in the vision from the Lord. This English bulldog that had half of his body, the bottom part of his body, inside the doghouse, and the front of him outside of the doghouse, and it was it was so beautiful that day. And you couldn't see the top part of his head. And he was just sleeping, so sleepy, so so peaceful. And then the vision widened out, and I could see a lion sitting there lapping his brains out because the top of his head was sawed off. And he's just sleeping, and the lion, which is representative of the devil, was lapping your brains out while you're sleeping. And so, verse 11 says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of slumber, out of sleep, because this is the end time of the world. For now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. Verse 12, The night is far spent. Uh, the day is at hand. Wake up. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, telling dirty lies about people, just to see if your filthy lies can deck people, can cause them to fall. You people uh, burn crosses on the uh, lawns. It happened in uh, Arkansas out there near where we are. They burned a cross on some uh, black man's land out there, and they got scared and left town. Now we got, uh, it looks like we're going to have a black president. And so as I said in the last message, what are you going to do, burn a cross on the White House lawn? That I got to see. Okay, uh, so therefore cast off the works of darkness don't keep continuing to uh, prosecute the Jews 
and also Christians, and let us put on the armor of light. That's the armor of God. The armor of light is putting on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the cloak of zeal, the to be girt about with the truth, to be in the boots of the gospel, the, the gospel shoes or boots, they have the shield of faith and the double-edged sword, which is the word of God. Put on the whole armor of light, the whole armor of God. Light is the word of God. Uh, verse 13, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, stupidity, not in chambering, in wantonness, not in strife and envying. What do you envy people for? Isn't the fact that God has provided a place for you in heaven, isn't that more important to go to heaven than all the other things that this uh, scripture says? Uh, to walk honestly, as in the daytime, to be able to see where you're going, not in rioting. Usually they say rioting is of the Lord because a bunch of school kids do it. No, it's not. Everything is of the Lord. Do what the Lord says and there won't be riots anymore. And drunkenness. I know that the White House is, uh, is like uh, under the regime of the Antichrist. I know that, but I'm not rioting. I'm preaching the gospel, which is possibly, which is very able to win Bush's soul and the administration and the people in government. So not in rioting or in drunkenness, you know, being drunk on pot, pills, uppers, downers, inners, outers, uh, sniffing glue, chewing morning glory seeds, mashing up bananas, drying them out and smoking it and all this. Not in drunkenness. Why do you want to be drunk? Well, because I just can't stand looking at the things that's going on in this world. Well, then join the Christian army and uh, do something about it. Preach the gospel. Because the gospel really works. You can hear all these letters that I get from these uh, different areas where they say all these people, whole towns are being saved from my literature. And that makes the world a better place to live in. Not in chambering and wantonness. You know, don't want for anything because God feeds the sparrows and he'll feed you better. Not in strife and envying. Don't, what do you envy people for? God will do the same for you if you trust him. If you'll do it, he says. Verse 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put him on. Well, how do we put Christ on? It's by receiving everything that I'm saying right from his word. And then you're putting Christ on. And make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. For all that is in the world is the lust, the flesh, lust, the eyes, and pride of life. If the body is loaded with lust. The seventh chapter of Romans tells you that. And so therefore we have to put on Christ. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit and fill our bodies, our, our spirit bodies with the word of God so that we are always doing that, everything that this, uh, the Lord says to do. 
and don't make any provision for the flesh. In other words, stop watching filthy uh, movies because what goes into your soul uh, from watching this stuff is uh, it's going to be in your soul and you're going to start emulating the things that are going into you. Don't make any provision. You're providing a a possibility for you to fall, to go to hell. Instead of that, turn the television off, read the Bible, pray, get a hold of God, and uh, get a group of people together and start reading the Bible together. Somebody that is like-minded to fulfill, don't uh, uh, provide uh, for any provision for the flesh because you definitely will fulfill the lust thereof. If you watch pornography, it's going to be you. It's in you. You're like a computer, and you're going to do everything that uh, you uh, see. Now, verse 14. Him that is weak. In other words, in the faith. It's not talking about body, but him that is weak in the faith. Receive. Receive you. So people that are weak in the faith, they just, you know, can't seem to let the word of God register into them. It says for you to still let them be in the church, but not to doubtful disputations. If they are so weak that they start saying, I don't believe that, and I'm going to tell you, here's what I think, and here's what you're not even supposed to receive. Not to doubtful disputations, throw them out. Ask them to leave, verse 2. For one believeth that he may eat uh, all things. Another who is weak uh, eateth herbs. Well, some people just really believe. They think that when the sheet came down to Peter uh, several times, that it had all these animals on there, that that meant that you could eat scavengers. Well, let me tell you, that isn't what that scripture means. That scripture is telling you, you know, there's the law of cleanliness where the Lord says to not eat pork, horse, donkey, um, and all the doleful birds and fish. Uh, Don't eat fish that uh, doesn't have fin and scales. Now, if it has fins but no scales, you're not to eat it. If it has scales but no fins, you're not to eat it. It's like a trout has fins and scales. So does salmon and halibut, things like that. Not to eat any shellfish because they're scavengers. They clean up the floor of the uh, of the ocean. Um, like if you pull up crabs or lobsters or shrimp, you'll see them attached to human bodies that have drowned or they've uh, buried the Navy or whatever. They bury bodies in there, and these scavengers clean up the ocean floor. They eat all this human remains and stuff, and if you eat them, that's what you're eating is human remains. But still, even if they don't eat human remains, they're still against God's laws of cleanliness. And pigs and donkeys and uh, uh, turkeys are all right, and chickens are fine. Because they have a gizzard, quail, and also um, everything that has uh, 
a pheasant has uh, gizzards in it. It's okay. Elk, moose, uh, deer, and things like that are fine. So, um, but if people want to eat these things, it may not send their soul to hell, but they will not live long. So, um, what that meant is that God and all these different animals were represent different Gentile countries. And what the, the Lord was telling Peter is that now you can preach the gospel to the Gentiles because it was only to the Jews and now it's to the Gentiles. If you want to believe otherwise, well, you're going to be in trouble health-wise. Let not him that eateth despise. That's eating. Like some people believe that you can't eat uh, uh, beef or cheese or dairy. But you can, unless the Lord tells you not to. And the Lord told me not to eat beef or any dairy. Well, I, I don't know. It's probably my, uh, my health would be bad. Uh, I found out that I had a little blockage in one of my arteries, and so it's because I was eating so much beef and dairy. I loved ice cream and everything, so I cut that out, and I'm, uh, they wanted to cut, cut me open about three, four years ago, and I didn't do it, and the Lord told me how to stay out. Exercise and eat right, and you'll be all right. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. Well, if you eat uh, beef or cheese or anything like that, I don't despise you, and I'm not going to throw your soul to tell you that you're not supposed to eat. If you want to eat it, go ahead. And let not him uh, which eateth not judge him that eateth. There's people that say, well, the Lord says that it's all right, and he ate the fish, and, and th- I eat fish too. I even eat potato chips once in a while. So uh, judge him that eateth for God hath received him. If the Lord receives him, well, don't, uh, you know, start not receiving him just because of him eating and drinking because the kingdom of heaven is not eat and a drink. All right, now um, all of a sudden my time has evaporated. So uh, what we're going to do now is pray. I left you here at uh, chapter 14, verse what? Verse 4. So we'll start there again. Now, those of you that want to be saved and and receive the Lord so that you'll be able to understand his word better and thus be able to get into heaven, say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my filthy sins, my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart And I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. Um, You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. I uh, open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Jesus, with your Father and the Holy Spirit. You're not going to turn me away. 
because you said so. Your word says that no man will be turned away if they call upon me. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise up your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, tell everyone in our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this tape or CD, number 655. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, praise the Lord. And here is, uh, this is World Pastor Tony Lama telling you, tune in tomorrow for another message on how to get to heaven. One step at a time, one day at a time. And here's Dolly Parton to sing for you. He, meaning Jesus, is alive. The gates and doors are barred and all the windows fastened down. I spent the night in sleeplessness and rose at every sound. Half in hopeless sorrow and half in fear the day Would find the soldiers breaking through to drag us all away And just before the sunrise I heard something at the wall The gate began to rattle and the voice began to call I hurried to the window, looked down into the street Expecting swords and torches And the sound of soldiers' feet But there was no one there but Mary So I went down to let her in John stood there beside me As she told me where she'd been She said they moved him in the night And none of us knows where The stone's been rolled away And now his body isn't there What I did not know John believed a miracle But I just turned to go Circumstance and speculation Couldn't lift me very high Cause I'd seen them crucify him Then I saw him die Back inside the house again The guilt and anguish came Everything I'd promised him Just added to my shame When at last it came to choices I denied I knew his name And even if he was alive 
was filled with a strange and sweet perfume. Light that came from everywhere, drove shadows from the room. And Jesus stood before me with his arms held open wide. And I fell down on my knees and I just clung to him and cried. Then he raised me to my feet. Shining out from him like sunlight from the skies. Guilt in my confusion disappeared in sweet release. And every fear I'd ever had just melted. 